Welcome to InVibe Live Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you're here. Hello and welcome to the In Five Life Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. We're joined today by Courtney Gill from Refine Aesthetics in Austin. But even though Courtney's in Austin, I think she has a lot of valuable information for anyone out there considering some aesthetic, cosmetic, medical aesthetic treatments. So Courtney, welcome to the podcast. We've known Courtney for a little while here in Austin. We're so excited she could make some time and join us on the podcast. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Courtney, tell us a little bit about what Refine Aesthetics is. like, Or what is a med spa? We've heard it's a med spa, but what is that exactly for someone who is completely a novice to all of this? Okay. So Refine Aesthetics is a little bit less than a year old. Um, I created it post-COVID, post-children, wanted to, you know, create a space for patients to come in that felt maybe a little bit more comfortable in a smaller, more intimate setting than a big, large doctor's office. And, you know, essentially the people that work here, I am a PA, I'm a licensed physician assistant in the state of Texas. I have Emily Johnston, who's also a PA and licensed in the state of Texas and a medical esthetician. So that's kind of our core provider team. And we offer medical grade services. So injectables like Botox and fillers, laser services, resurfacing, um, photo facials and body contouring, as well as kind of more spa facials, diamond glow, dermabrasion and skincare. So, you know, we also have medical backgrounds. We are able to treat patients from a medical standpoint, prescribe medications. Um, If there's complications, we can handle them ourselves as opposed to having to send you to another office. So I think our med spa is a little different than maybe all med spas globally, you know, when it comes to when you say med spa in general. But what would that be? I mean, like, how is a med spa different from... Mirable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, or just a different spa, you know, one at a hotel or when you're on vacation. Okay. Or- so it's more medical services that we're in providing to patients. So these are FDA approved devices that actually have, you know, indications for hyperpigmentation or melasma or rightids, which are also known as wrinkles. And so, you know, you're not coming in for a massage here. That's something maybe in the future we'll have as an offering where it's kind of more spa-ish, but this is actually medical treatments that you're doing and kind of a luxury setting, in my opinion. And what sort of qualifications does a spa have to have to be able to offer those treatments? So in the state of, it does vary state to state. In the state of Texas, you have to be a um, licensed practitioner to at least delegate or um, sign off on these patients once a year. So all patients need to be seen by someone with prescriptive delegation that could be a PA, NP, MD, or DO annually. 
And then actually in the state of Texas, estheticians, RNs, mid-level providers like PAs and NPs, as well as physicians can um, perform these procedures on patients as long as they're being seen once annually by someone with prescriptive delegation, which I okay. feel So it does vary state to state, but in the state of Texas, that is the current law. So someone could see you and handle all of that. It's not like they're having to go to their MD to get a referral or anything like Correct. that. You Correct. are like, can do it all. Being a mid-level provider, both Emily and I pretty much practice, you know, we do have a supervising uh, physician that's on our medical license and he's there. Um, he's actually a good referral source. We refer back and forth um, from a liability standpoint, but we actually practice very independently um, as a day-to-day. We have our own patients that we see ourselves. And then Irma, our esthetician, we see her patients annually. If there's ever any issues, um, we're there for her. So someone is always on site uh, to treat those patients if needed. Great. This is great. And you offer, I mean, we were looking at your website and we know you from doing the nourish event with us as well, but you offer a lot of stuff from face to body. And I think I'm more familiar with some of the face stuff because I'm at that age and I've done a little bit of it, especially since we've been doing video. When you start doing video, you're like, Oh, what happened? <laughs> but the body stuff, like the sculpting, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Cause I'm like, Ooh, that sounds kind of fun. What are some of the (laughs) non-invasive treatments out there right now that people are interested in or talking about? Yeah. So, you know, I used to work at a larger practice here in Austin and I got to get so many hands-on experiences with patients and really see what works, what doesn't work, who's the right patient for certain devices and treatment options. And I think that's helped mold me as a practitioner. So when I decided to bring on, um, you know, devices and at Refine, I wanted to get what was the best, the most efficacious, what could really do what we wanted it to do. And when I came across MSculpt Neo, I really decided that was, I think, kind of the most cutting edge for what was available currently. So cool sculpting really led the, the lead back in 2011 at launched. It's been around for 10 years now. And then they came out with a body um, muscle stimulating device. And so did MSculpt around the same time. The MSculpt was mainly muscle stimulation to start. And then the Neo came out in October of uh, 2020. And it combined both modalities to treat muscle and fat all in one treatment. And it really is an easy treatment. It's not, I would say, mild, maybe moderate discomfort. Um, And I felt like it was the most cutting edge. So typically it's four to six treatments, depending upon the patient and where we're treating on the body one week apart, there's a radio frequency component, which actually causes what we call apoptosis. So it stimulates the fat cells to die themselves and your body's lymphatic system comes in and flushes out um, the debris, so to say. And then there's um, high femme, high electrical muscle stimulation that's stimulating the muscle contraction actually more than what you can do on your own accord, because it's overriding that a body brain uh, mechanism that you have for your own natural protection. And so it's kind of combining these modalities in 30 minute sessions to cause muscle muscle hyperplasia and hypertrophy, which is growth and um, thickening of the muscle, as well as 
decrease in fat and adipose tissue in the targeted areas that we're treating. So you're going to see about a 30% fat reduction in the abdomen. Um, there's some new FDA approval indications like inner thighs that have recently come out, um, outer thighs, buttocks, abdomen, quads, hamstrings, calves, arms. So you really can do some full body, you know, uh, body uh, contouring with this device and target fat and skin and muscle all in one treatment. So what part of the body do you find responds the best to that particular treatment? I would say the most common areas we've treated and what I feel like, you know, we've globally seen biggest differences would be abdomen. I think for women, especially postpartum that, you know, really need to build that abdominal wall and abdominal strength back up. And it's actually the only thing they don't have FDA approval for it, but that we see from a non-surgical standpoint that can reduce the diastasis recti that patients get post postpartum, that separation of the abdominal wall that, you know, you can fit three fingers by your belly button, very common in women, um, especially if they carried multiples to have that. And this is something that they at least can do to improve it by about 20% to really help them exercise more comfortably on a daily basis. I, um, I saw that on your website and I dove into it because I personally had it and I, th- this has been a long time ago, but I did the surgical repair, mm-hmm. which is very invasive yep. and a lot of downtime. And I don't recommend it to, cause I have a lot of people come to me asking if you should do it. And I'm like, if you're, if that is not a very big separation, it's not worth the risk of that surgery, right. even though I don't regret that I did it. But it's nice to hear that this is an option for people because most people, you know, if it's not a huge split there and you can do something to get 20% better, it is great to build that wall back to get a little bit more support, like you said, to make exercise a little safer. Yeah. And feel better. Um, And, you know, and I'm pretty honest with patients after doing this for 10 years, I think you get to know, you know, who's going to be happy with a non-surgical outcome and who's going to be expecting a surgical outcome. And I think you always have to, to do these non-invasive procedures with the mindset that, you know, you're doing something, but it's not going to be overnight and it's, it, it might not be surgery. So, you know, I think you as a, a patient have to tell your practitioner what your expectation are, um, what your expectations are. And then as a practitioner, we try to educate you on what the realistic outcomes can be. So, you know, this is the, the conversation that we try to have. And what would the downtime be for this? Procedure? So there's no downtime with this one. Um, you can resume exercise the day of. You typically have a little bit of redness just from the heat that, you know, is transient, lasts about 15 to 20 minutes. You might feel like you did something, but the way that it pulses, you actually don't get the same lactic acid buildup that you do when you do normal exercise. And that's what causes that soreness feeling. So, you know, most patients, you'll feel kind of tighter, if you will, but you're not sore like you did exercise. So you can resume normal activities as is. Where for a surgical correction of it is not or cosmetic, (laughs) it's weeks that and not everything we do, but the MSCULT Neo in particular um, is that. And the other thing I tell patients is, you know, it never it, it never takes away the option of surgery. Mm-hmm. Right. So say you're someone who maybe is borderline and you're like, I I've been recommended this. I really want to see if I see improvement with this. And if you do that surgical option is always there. If you feel like it's necessary, maybe when your kids are a little older, because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, how hard right. is it to be down for several weeks when you have little when kids, have if it's yeah, a it's post 
mm-hmm. part yeah. of procedure you're seeking and, out. And, and one area that I hadn't really thought about that we've had a couple patients come in is, you know, I have a patient who tore ACL really kind of had a disconnect with her muscle and her mind and was having a hard time going through physical therapy, really not seeing the progression she needed. And she found this and treatment and we are just treating one leg because she has so much atrophy in that one muscle. And after two treatments, she could walk out of here without her crutch. After three, she didn't have a brace. And I mean, she was in tears because she's been living with the brace for six months. So you know, maybe that's not globally everyone, but for those few patients that have had surgeries or have had, you know, um, a crippling disorder on one side, you know, there are ways that we can try to help them return to more normal life. This is huge. That's a big deal. That older, is, well, and you've got to think that this is the start, mm-hmm. you know, five years from now, there will be more or better and five years from them more and better. So, yeah. yeah. Great. This is really good news, especially owning a physical therapy clinic. Yes. Seeing these imbalances in people and just knowing that, that this is an option. Yeah. You and know? then use in conjunction with you, you know, still do your physical therapy. Yeah, still still do it. But if you can get something to help it, speed it up, you know, maybe get that mind body connection talking to each other again, because mm-hmm. it's a reality that sometimes people just cannot feel what I'm asking of them. They yeah. just can't feel the muscle turn on, right? And maybe bringing in something like which this, this M-Sculpt Neo, that really, it kind of forces them to feel it, yeah. right? And then that will translate to where they can feel it when they're not getting the treatment, when they're in the office with me or, you know, or yeah. they're walking on the trail or whatever they're doing. I mean, I had no idea that that was an option for it. Cause of course, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, skinny up my belly and clean up my thighs. I'm, this would be great. Yeah. And I, I want to move on to some of the other procedures, but something you said caught my attention and I want to go back to it. You started this in the middle of COVID. Yeah. How did that come about or how was that decision made? <laughs> so speaking as someone who launched a business in the middle in of COVID. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> So ironically, yesterday was my daughter's two-year birthday, and she was born October 4th of 2019. Her name is Presley Gill, and I had a 20-month-old who's now three and a half, Pierce. And about 10 days after she was born, I experienced a rare event, um, a rare heart attack called SCAD, Spontaneous Coronary Artery Dissection. Um, you know, I look back and I was, I was home alone. I definitely think stress contributed, but they don't really know what causes this. So I had a four centimeter dissection in my main artery of my left anterior descending artery of my left ventricle. So weird 30 minute episode. Um, and then the next day a blood clot formed where that artery had dissected and narrowed the artery from the, with the blood clot by about 90%. So that's what actually caused the heart attack. Wow. So, you know, such a fragile state healthy 34 year old female, you know, I look back, I think I probably had some high blood pressure. didn't realize it. We have no personal or family history of anything cardiac. So it's this, uh, just this random event and, you know, being on maternity leave and going through, um, cardiac rehab and other things happened. My nanny died, you know, just random terrible things that, that two months following the birth of my daughter went back to work. And then when COVID hit, you know, the world went into crazy mode. And that actually was kind of a blessing because I got six weeks just to rest and be with my family, which was kind of nice. I think a lot of people had a nice reset, 
but it really kind of just those experiences really opened my eyes to, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Am I doing hundred percent what I want to be doing? Could I be doing something different or more? Do I want to stay at home with my kids? Do I want to open up a med spa? Do I want to move to, you know, Costa Rica and just really reassess? <laughs> and, you know, I ultimately things just kind of pointed, you know, I very much believe in spirituality and karma and what, what opens doors in your life are meant to be. And, you know, we had this building that my, we had bought for my husband and it's a beautiful space. And we had some renters leave because of COVID. And I don't know, I just decided let's dive in, you know, I'm not retiring tomorrow. So might as well make the most of my career for the next 10 to 15 years. And so I wanted to create, you know, a space for patients that they could feel a little more relaxed you know, with COVID and just the the anxiety around being around a lot of people. So it's a smaller, more intimate setting. We have minimum of 30 minute appointments. We really, you know, take precautions to try to, you know, have cleanliness and put our patients first. And our goal here is to take what we've learned and from our backgrounds and then, you know, bring the best to you. And that way you can be your best self. We want you to feel your best self. We want you to look your best self. And, you know, from a business standpoint, you're our our walking advertisement. We want you to have patients or people ask, you know, what are you doing? You look so rested. You, your skin looks glowing. You know, that's what we want. We want you to get compliments. We want you to feel good. So, you know, I just, I decided to make a, a new space and, I don't think there's a lot of places in in Austin that have that both medical background and kind of this more spa Austin boutique feel. So that was kind of the combining those two worlds. I love it. And now our listeners understand why we think Courtney's in vibe. Right. In, in our approach. <laughs> yeah, I have crystals in all my rooms. We have, you know, and not incense, but candles. And I just wanted to have a little more relaxing feel, but you're still getting medical grade treatments. Well, plus, I mean, you're going to work to a job that you're trying to do without so much stress. So it also creates a nice space for you and the people that work there. And when you have that nice space that comes across, people feel that your patients, your clients, they feel when you're at ease, it's hard to be at ease when you're a business owner. It is. And you know, that's the new part of it for me. And I think I used to be a little more scared and intimidated by it. And I think, you know, almost dying and then the world going to crazy, like, it's just like, okay, like, this is it. We're on the roller coaster. Here we go. You know, kind Mm -hmm. of embracing that. And, and, you know, it's still challenging every day, but I am energized by it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited by it. I love making connections. I love meeting new patients. I love learning about the marketing. And so it's been fun. It's been a fun, stressful, but good stress kind of um, adventure so far. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's, that is so key for, I think other business owners to hear that you can be on this journey and be on this ride and not let it, not let the stress kill you. Right. Just Ah. let it, um, let it feed you and and maybe change the wording. Maybe don't call it stress. Maybe just Mm -hmm. call it the ride you're on or the challenge you're in instead of a challenge, you know, because that's just reality. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, the journey. It's part of the journey. So. Part of the journey. Well, and I think also the message you give that even if you're in what feels like your lowest times, something beautiful can come out of it. 
is a great message too. And I wasn't even talking about all the beautiful people you're helping with. I (laughs) meant your life and your business and um, you being on the path you're on now. I think, you know, in Austin, we're more of a granola community in a way. And I think our majority of patients are women. You know, I'd say half of them probably have been moms at some point in their life. And so I think a lot of women in particular connect with that, whether it's them or their, their own mother, you know, just knowing that this has been birthed out of passion and with, you know, we're all, all of us, the practitioners are moms. It's all about balance, you know, and, and that's one thing I try to emphasize to patients. Like this is a journey, not a race. Tell me, let's start with what bothers you the most. Let's work with your finances. Like what, you know, cause it's, some people come in and it's whatever, like we can spend whatever this, we, we can do whatever. And then other people's are like, look, I've, you know, 200 or $300. This is all I can do. What, what's a realistic expectation. So, you know, we want you to, to be honest with what works for you. And, you know, we're here to hear your story too. I love making connections. I want to know what your lifestyle is like. I want to know what your routine's like. If I recommend 10 creams to you and you're someone that's like barely puts on one, that's not going to work for you. So like, I want to hear all these different things about what's going to work best for you and how can we make it, you feel your most beautiful, you know? Yeah. I love that. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Let's jump off the cliff. So I think a lot of people, me being one of those people have questions on Botox fillers go like I am. I I mean, I have to say I'm ratting all my friends out. I'm 51 years old, about to be 52 years old. I'm one of the only people I know who has not done Botox. And it just kind of intimidates me a little bit. Like I'm great. I'm that person. I'm that person that if there's the 1% chance, some goofy thing happens, it's going to happen to me. And so it intimidates me. So like, talk about that. What is it? When should you start? Who's doing it? Okay. Um, So there's four available, what we call neurotoxins. And what they basically do um, is inhibit the muscle movement. Okay. So that sounds scary right there. Neurotoxin. That does not sound like something I want to be putting in my body. So it's been, does your body absorb it, process it? So it's essentially a (laughs) molecule, essentially a molecule that decreases the um, communication at the nerve root ending to activate the muscle. So it's been around since the six, you know, got found in the sixties and then Botox itself was the first one to come to market. It's kind of the generic name that most people use started in the nineties. Um, Disport came in early 2000, which is a competitor for Botox. Um, Xeomin 2011, Javot 2018. So there's four available in the U S they all have the same onset and duration or similar onset and duration and mechanism of action essentially. So I personally tell patients, some people find preferences in one versus the other. We carry three of the four currently. Um, But, you know, it's been around for a very long time. It's been well studied. Actually, Botox itself has a lot of medical indications, not just for fine lines and wrinkles. Patients use it for migraines. They use it for overactive bladder, esophageal spasms. You can use it for sweating in the underarm area or actually anywhere on the body. So it actually has a lot of medical indications 
we use it in a cosmetic setting because of the fun benefits you get from it, like a more relaxed look, less oil, less sweating, um, more refreshed feeling. But there's a lot of other areas in medicine that they use um, botulism toxin is what we, you know, so I I think it is scary for patients. And what I kind of try to ease patients mind is, is that if you try it once and you absolutely hate it, you never have to do it again. I think patients feel like you have to keep up with it. That's not true. Do you want to? Most patients do. Um, there's a dose dependent relationship, meaning the number of units correlate with the, the amount of movement that we're, we're trying to take away. So if you want a more natural look, we do less number of units versus if you want more of a no lines, no movement look, you know, frozen, I hate to use that word, but frozen, so to say, then we would do more number of units. And so patients, there's some customability there that we can provide for you. And there's multiple areas we can treat one or five. And so, you know, the most common areas that we use Botox for are your glabella, which is um, your 11s or your furrow lines, your frontalis, which is your forehead. So kind of that, you know, wide eyed, raise your eyebrows and then your crow's feet. So those are the most common areas. Other areas you can do are your masseters for clenching your jaw, Mm -hmm. um, your upper lip. We can give you a more relaxed lip flip, kind of an alternative to filler. We can soften those fine lines you get from pursing your lips the mouth, your depressor, um, angular sporites that are here, your DAOs. So that kind of downturn the mouth, your platysmal band. So there's, there's a lot of different things we can play with. So I think it depends on where you want to start. What's, you know, what, what bothers you the most? I think with zoom, I've definitely had a lot of patients coming in saying, I have this scowl that won't go away, you know? And so start there, start with one area, start with what you like and what bothers you. I've been doing it for many years and I even took a little break for a couple of years and then went back to it. Um, and it's like clockwork that I can tell it wore off and it's usually, you know, I've, I've already had my other one is scheduled because I leave and when I yep. leave one appointment, I schedule my next one and within a week or two and I can see it. I don't know if Amy can see it, but next time it wears off, I'm going to show okay. you, <laughs> but I can really see it, it wear off. And I, like you said, I do it for the number 11 between my eyebrows okay. and that's the only place I've ever done it. And obviously they do a few little spots yep. around here to actually one eyebrow tends to sit higher on me than the other. So they put a little bit more on one side and it evens my eyebrows out. Yeah. You know, it's so, kind yeah, of- you can, you can tweak it. So all of them, it's about a few days, like 24 to 48 hours to probably notice anything a few days for it to really kind of kick in. And then about two weeks is when it's maximally kicked in for any of them. So we're always happy to see you back for a follow-up. If there's any asymmetry, um, we can address asymmetry. We can actually lit cause some lid lifting because we're relaxing depressor muscles and then it should last you for about three, maybe four months. You can get up to six months typically with heavier dosages. Mm-hmm. So three to four months is a good expectation. And it's kind of, you know, you'll notice it wearing off that movement returns and you'll notice the lines kind of etching back in. So you asked about kind of when to start it. I always tell patients when you're looking in the mirror, no expression, and those lines are starting to form, right? Whether you're, you know, you're not scowling, but it looks like you might be scowling or those, those uh, forehead lines are, you know, there without expression, that's the best time to optimally get a neurotoxin on board, because we're going to soften those lines from further deepening and even erase them if you get them early enough. 
sometimes people do think that the lines that are around their mouth, um, their nasolabial smile lines, that's actually more of a filler issue. And so we can kind of get, go into the filler realm. Even though those, those lines are dynamic and created by movement, we can't freeze these muscles the same way without changing your smile or the way you talk. So we use fillers and there's a couple different kinds of fillers. I'd say the most common one that people are referencing are called hyaluronic acid fillers. So Juvederm and Restylane are probably the two most common ones that we hear. There are a couple others available in the US and more come to market every year. Um, I've been doing this since 2011. And I would say in the 10, 10 years I've been doing it, we've gotten, I don't know, eight new fillers in our palette to use. And so I kind of tell patients, you know, the same one we use for the cheek to really lift and reestablish kind of the scaffolding to hold up the, the, the ligaments and muscles that are starting to fall as we age is not the same one that we use for the fine lines around the mouth or the smile lines. You know, there's different size molecules. There's different duration for molecules. There's different ones that we use in different areas, depending upon the patient and what look we're trying to achieve. Um, and that's the beauty of it. That's the artistry of it. And so you always want to make sure that, you know, you're going to someone that knows anatomy, that knows what fillers to use. And um, I carry both Allergan and Galderma um, and I carry their, their whole palettes because I like having that, that option for my patients. When you do a filler, do you see the results immediately mm -hmm. or is it like the, the Botox where you got to wait two weeks? So generally fillers, um, the hyaluronic acid fillers you see immediately. So I always tell patients for both Botox and fillers, risk of bruising and swelling is always there. So do not come in a day before your photo shoot. Ideally, you come in a week, if not two, that way you have time for everything to settle. Fillers are gel-like substances that you kind of see a more instant gratification. Sometimes in the beginning, they can look a little lumpy bumpy because of bruising and swelling. But at that, by that few days, typically um, they're kind of starting to integrate into the tissue. And then by about two weeks, optimally, everything's kind of settled. So you see a more instant gratification um, and you might walk out of here loving it, but you might be a little bruised and one side might be a little more swollen than the other. So always give yourself at least a few days to about a week, if not up to two for a big event, just in case you have any big bruising or anything like that. So, and I want to ask the opposite question. Is it ever too late to start? No. Um, you know, I think sometimes people come in wanting a facelift. Um, and we do have things that we call a liquid facelift and I'm always realistic about the cost and the downtime and what they can expect to, to achieve. You know, sometimes it's not safe to do everything in one setting and one, in one day. So there might be like, you know, five or six syringes that we do today, which they say a syringe per decade is kind of a good rule of thumb, especially if you're treating the face globally. So people often are noticing this and this, but really what's happening is this, right? So we really need to treat the, the cheeks and the temples and the jawline to, to achieve a, a softening of this. You know, maybe we still put a little filler here, but sometimes people really need rejuvenation of this area. So that takes a lot more product. And once we start talking about multiple syringes, just as refine anyways, instead of doing a per syringe pricing, we do kind of more package, like, you know, package pricing. So I'm always happy for patients to come in. We can kind of talk about costs, but sometimes it's, you know, not safe for a patient or they don't want to do it all in one setting. So maybe we'll rejuvenate the mid face first, and then you come back and we'll work more on the lower face. So it kind of depends on, you know, 
what the patient's downtime is, what they're wanting to achieve, what money they're wanting to spend, that we kind of get a game plan for someone, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does. It totally sounds- does. But if you, if, if, you haven't, if you haven't been on board and you're already showing, you know, pretty significant signs of aging, you might still be able to maybe ease your way in or totally. do it gently to where everyone's not going to say, oh my goodness, what Look did what you Amy do? Okay. But <laughs> I know, but um, still um, be happy with your results. And yeah, and I, I always ask patients, you know, I like to hold a mirror in front of them and say, what bothers you? And because I think coming from a derm background, I always see like pigment and not everyone's bothered by their freckles uh-huh. on their sunspots. Some people hate that one sunspot and I see this big furrow. So I always like to ask the patient what they're noticing changing about them. And then, and you can always bring in a picture of yourself when you were 20 or 30, like if you're in your fifties or sixties this is what you looked like, you know, and that that's way we know what we're kind of going for. In that's a, a great, but, great suggestion. Really yeah. yeah. And I actually am someone who's bothered by pigment. So do you have things to address that? Yeah. And so when you talk about age, you know, it's not only the volume that we're seeing change and the displacement of the volume, but there's textural changes and pigment changes going on as well. And so we do have a photo facial, we have a BBL cyton, we have a resurfacing, um, the Opus Plasma RF resurfacing and Morpheus 8 for resurfacing and skin tightening, um, which can be both face and body. And that's kind of part of the body contouring as well. So we have a couple different modalities to kind of treat patients globally. You know, we're not just doing one thing and that's it, sending you somewhere else. We're really trying to say, okay, let's rejuvenate the skin. Let's rejuvenate the hairline with, we do PRP and exosomes to help hair regrowth. Um, let's rejuvenate the, the fine lines that you're seeing around the mouth, you know, and so we can do one or all, it really depends on you and what, you know, what you want to be your experience and where you want to start. We can guide you on that journey, essentially. Just in case you're hearing the snoring, we have our little mascot over here. It's not, (laughs) it's not, my dog dog. is asleep (laughs) on the floor. Our stomachs aren't growling. We're not hungry. And he's normally (laughs) doesn't snore this loud, but he, he has a new puppy in the house. So I think he's exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) That is great information Mm -hmm. because, um, like you said, what bothers one person doesn't bother another. And like, when you say pigment bothers you, I'm like, really? I think you have great skin. I'm like, <laughs> I don't see it at all. But um, yeah, so I think ideally patients, you know, come, come to the office, minimal makeup. If you can, we can always wash your face here and, you know, come in for a consult. Let's get a game plan. Maybe we want to see you next week for fillers first. And then we do a photo facial and then we do a resurfacing, you know, that way we can kind of see you get a game plan, know what your downtime is. There's things we can do the same day. There's things that we want to maybe spread out. So just from a safety standpoint, um, especially if you're naive to treatments. And so we want to see how you, your body reacts. Are you a sweller? Are you a bruiser? All these things kind of make, you know, help us make decisions on what's best for you and how to plan for that. Yeah. I did see on your website where you have memberships. And is that like, I think that sounds like something interesting for someone who is um, knowing that they want to do long-term care. Yeah. So I, I, we launched that um, kind of, you know, I think there's benefits on both sides for us as a business and for you as a patient. So it's $159 a month. You bank the money. So it's not like you lose it if you don't use it. 
and it just accumulates. And then it guarantees you globally like 10% off both individual and uh, service packages, as well as skincare. So I think from your standpoint, you get a guaranteed discount, saves a little bit of money. We give you a little birthday bonus and you can bring friends in um, to give the same discount to quarterly. And then for us as a business, it guarantees that you're going to come back and see us and hopefully tell your friends and, you know, it will grow our small little boutique, you know, med spa to something that we can get more devices and more people in here to, to offer these beautiful services for people. So, you know, I think hopefully there's like a synergistic um, energy there. And I think for people that want to come in and either just get facials or regular Botox, or they like their skincare to be medical grade, like it just kind of guarantees you that, um, that we're here and you have a discount here. But that, that's that. almost a whole nother podcast. Cause that is a transition as a lifelong skincare nerd. I really just made the transition after 50 to more medical grade or pharmaceutical grade products. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do think there's a time and you start seeing a difference. Yeah. I love it. I think this is great information. I feel like we've been able to, in a short amount of time, cover a lot of stuff that you offer. And I think we've demystified what right. some of this is and um, hopefully given people a little bit more comfort if they've been scared to maybe go into a med spa, but given them the idea that, you know, don't be afraid, you can start with baby doses, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. little things you don't have to come out looking well, and also yeah. some Dip, tips, you know. do a little research on the place you're going and what their background yes, is. Yeah. And think about maybe you want in and out fast, or maybe you want that more nurturing, caring experience. I know I do. Mm-hmm. I do. If I go in, I need a little yeah. handholding. And we're, you know, we might not be the right place for everyone. And, you know, there are things that we don't offer, like we don't have surgery and I don't have a CO2 laser currently. So, you know, some patients come in and they need those more aggressive treatments or a facelift. And, um, I, I straight up tell him like, let me give you some names of people. You know, a lot of times it costs a hundred or $200 just to go interview your plastic surgeon and like find out what that actually entails. So, you know, I'm happy to point you in the right direction. If it's something we can't handle for you as well. You know, I've been in the industry now for enough time to kind of, I think, know who's good at in Austin and hopefully, you know, provide the best at the end of the day, I'm a medical provider. And that's what we want to do for our patients. We want to provide the best medicine for them. Medicine for being your best self. I love yeah. it. Love it. So, well, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We're going to put a link at the bottom of the podcast on our show notes. It'll take people to your website. Can you go ahead and repeat your website again for us? Yeah. So refine aesthetics, we are located, um, at 14th and West. It's basically kind of a block off Lamar and a block off Enfield and a cute little house, 1930s house. And, um, we have an esthetician, two providers, front and back staff. And, you know, we are here for you. We're open Monday through Friday, uh, 9am till about four or four 30. And, you know, we, we're loving what we're doing. And we and just, I think people can find it. you at refineaesthetics.com and also at refine aesthetics on Instagram. Yep. Refine aesthetics, ATX on Instagram, refine aesthetics. Refine aesthetics.com on um, our website. Hey, very Thanks. good. Thank so, you so thank much. you for being here, Courtney, and thank we hope you. everyone will go check it out. 
Yeah, thank you. This is kind of getting into laser season. So, you know, as it, this is a good time of year, if you want to do some resurfacing or skincare, you know, winter or cooler months, as opposed to the middle of summer, even though that's when people's freckles come out and their rosacea flares, this is kind of when you want to treat it. So oh. come and see us, see us before the holidays, um, you know, give yourself at least two weeks prior to a major event if you can. And we offer free uh, consultations. So come and see us and we'll get you a game plan. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to Invibe Live Conversations. For more information and to join our community, be sure to check out our website at invibelive.com. We look forward to sharing with you.